welcome back to another episode of Let Me Tell You. Today's guest, Ray Wells Jr., is an Olympic hopeful and All-American sprinter for the Cougars. But today, I want to talk about the news for the Cougars this week. Since the Pac-12 has postponed the football season, multiple players have entered the transfer portal. It started with senior wide receiver from Louisiana, Tay Martin, who is a tall and athletic, reliable wide receiver for the Cougs. He played in every single game for the Cougars since arriving at campus in 2017. Along with Tay Martin, the Cougars also lost Skylar Thomas, the versatile defensive back who played primarily safety for us, who also entered the transfer portal. With the departure of Tay Martin, the Cougars have lost their top five wide receivers from the previous season. And in addition, Patrick Nunn, another returning and experienced safety, has opted out of the season due to COVID concerns. And with Skylar Thomas transferring out, the safety position is now the least experienced and weakest position for the Cougars, with only two listed safeties on the depth chart. But it does help that our top recruit for the 2021 class is safety Jalen Hicks from Nevada at Bishop Gorman High School. I understand that these players were fringe draft prospects, so they need to play another season in order to improve their odds because they were likely to go undrafted or a late seventh round if that if they didn't play, now there might be a 6th round or a 5th round. Maybe they'll have a jump like Joe Burrow who went from a 6th round pick to the 1st overall in just a single year at LSU. But this, this I'm not going to hold that against them. But this did get me thinking. Will this be a trend that all that permeates into all other Pac-12 teams or Big Ten teams? Or is it simply a wazoo thing? And if so, does it say anything about the culture? I don't know. But according to Jihad Woods, Nick Rolovich is a great coach. Just something to think about. Ponder it a bit. Enjoy the episode with Olympic hopeful Ray Wells. Welcome back to another episode of Let Me Tell You. Today we have a special guest. We have All-American sprinter for the Cougars, Ray Wells Jr. Thanks for joining me. No problem. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So are you on campus currently? Yeah. So what's it like being a student there? Are there tons of people there? Anyone in Pullman? Uh, yeah, actually, shockingly, to my surprise, there's actually a pretty good number of people here considering everything that's going on. It looks like it's a normal school year. Still a lot of people shopping and going around. And Where's your favorite place to eat in Pullman? My favorite place to eat in Pullman, it would be between Zoe's or probably Cool Country. What's your go-to meal in one of those places? If I go to Zoe's, I usually just get the Belgian waffle with the hash browns and eggs. Cool Country, I'd probably get the chicken straight basket. It's a solid, solid order right there. Yeah. So how have you been staying in shape and training when you were in quarantine? Just would modify whatever, because sometimes I would go to Seattle and they would shut down certain parks or say you can't be in public, so I'd do in-house workouts. Or I have some family members who had some facilities that they own, and I'd work out with them, or I'd go to tracks. Just whatever I could do to stay active, I tended to do. That's good, that's good. So recently, the NCAA announced that all spring sport athletes who had their season cut short due to COVID would be granted an extra year of eligibility. But considering you already have three degrees and a bunch of records, what's next on your list to accomplish? Of course, to earn another degree or two or three, however many. Just keep I can, collecting them? Yeah, as many degrees I can get as possible. Of course, that's definitely something I want to do. And then I didn't get an indoor season back, so I'd be running that unattached. So... Just looking to make the U.S. championships indoor, potentially win the 60. And uh, for outdoor, getting 
some more records and getting a national championship under my belt because I felt like it took it away from me this year. So just finishing up what I felt like I was on path to do last year, if not more. I think you can definitely do it. So what is unattached means? You're just running without association with WSU? Yeah, so I can't run under WSU. They didn't grant me my indoor season back. So unattached would mean that I'm running by myself pretty much. I can run, like see the team there, but I can't do everything traveling with the team or everything. Oh, wow. Okay, that's... Wow. Never heard of that. That's kind of strange. All right. How did you decide to earn three degrees? Like, what does the class load look like? Actually, a good question. When I was at junior college, I really didn't have no one guiding me in the direction. Like, I thought that college was just about the basic degrees that I knew everyone took, which was like maybe a math major, history major. I didn't know that they had specific majors that could be fitted for your talent. And so I... I'm a pretty vocal guy. I love communications and stuff. And so advisor out there had started guiding me in that direction. I was like, okay. I was on a scholarship at the junior college, so all the classes and everything was handled by the school. So I just took the opportunity to take as many classes as I could while it was taken care of by the school. Often they, a lot of administrators compare you to a lot of other athletes because a lot of other athletes try to take the bare minimum of classes, but I'm okay with the load. It's just about managing it, how you manage your time and everything. And so before I knew it, I didn't know right away that I was going to earn two degrees. It was in the end that they told me how many credits I had checked off that I had earned two degrees. And so by the time I got to Pullman, it was pretty similar. It was like, you're done with a lot of workload. You're done with a lot of classes. And then humanities came and I got an extra year. And so what are your degrees in currently right now? Business, communication and humanities. So that's a solid, very versatile group of degrees right there. It's impressive. What were your expectations coming from a junior college to a Power 5 Pac-12 schools, and were your expectations met? Oh, all of my expectations were for sure met because I knew all along that I had the talent to become a D1 athlete. I just had to take a different avenue. I always said to myself anyways that I knew I would make my way back up to the Division One level, that the junior college was just a temporary stop that I had to go through because some unexpected things had transpired. But once I started getting my feet on the ground and getting adjusted to the lifestyle. And then I graduated junior college. I started reaching out and recruiting, promoting myself to colleges. And I pretty much just narrowed down the list. I didn't want to settle. I didn't want to just go to any college. I knew that I had a specific talent within me and I wasn't going to settle. So I was like, whether that be whatever power five I go to, I knew I had that talent. I just had to get in the door. And that's pretty much all I kept thinking while I was at junior college the whole time. Hey, I mean, it worked out. That's a great mindset. I'm on the traveling fencing team for Washington State, and the sport of fencing is only talked about once every four years during the Olympics if they're doing well. But track is everyone's favorite sport during the two weeks of the Olympics. I mean, Usain Bolt and then all those other track athletes are on the forefront. What do you think track can do to bring itself back into the mainstream sporting world? Personally... That's a actually good topic of discussion because that's a very valid point you brought up that track is like the forefront forefront of things during the Olympics. And there's a lot of other instances I noticed that track gets credit, but then it gets taken away in the same breath. Like a lot of people kind of treat track like it's just, oh, it's just track. They mention all these other sports, but track athletes, in my opinion, are 
arguably the best athletes. We should be getting more funding and more looks and views from the school and more respect across the nation because in the world for that matter, because a lot of what people do in track are glorified in other sports. They glorify someone running fast on a football field, someone running fast on a soccer field, running fast on a court. But when it comes to track, it's like, oh, well, he's just fast and the sport's just there. And so I don't think it's really anything more that track can do. I think it's just a lot of people need to stop giving praise to other sports as if track is just a nonchalant weak sport because I've been around and I've done three sports all my life and track wasn't the easiest by far. It definitely took the most time and it was the hardest mentally. So I think that there's not too much more track people can do. I think it's just about time that the world give us the credit that we deserve. I agree 100% with you. I have a bunch of friends from high school who are on the track team and I would work out with them. And I, I worked out with the track team one day and then a couple of people from the football team. The track workouts were always the most intense. The football ones were just, oh, let's just lift some weights. You're like, oh, let's, mm-hmm. okay, I can lift weights. But track is like, you got to work the whole body and it's just super intense. Right. With you 100% on that. I was doing some research before this interview and I saw that you had last year's Don Kirby event. You ran the third fastest time in the world for the 100 meter dash which is pretty cool is your goal for is your goal to qualify for the olympics next or what's your goal the future yeah definitely uh i was on track and on pace to qualifying for the olympics and everything last year i made my first u.s championships and then this year i was on pace again to win nationals i was ranked in the world again i was on the right path and way of heading towards the Olympics. So the Olympics is definitely a goal. It's something that's definitely actually right in front of me at this point. It's not something that I just talk about and dream about. It's something that I know I can achieve. It's just going to take the right necessary tools to put everything in place. And once they're all in place, all I have to do is reach out and grab it. Wow, that's impressive. Okay. Were you qualifying for the, they were the 2020 Olympics, now the 21? Do you have to re-qualify or are you, you just have to, what do you have to do next to actually get into the Olympics? You just have to hit the qualifying time for the U.S. trials. And once you hit the U.S. trials, it's no more really about time at that point. It's about place, seating, and qualification. So, I mean, you can run a faster time last week, but if you run the same time the next week, but someone runs faster than you and they bump you out the rankings, then you don't go forward. So once they open up the qualification windows again, they usually have a period where it may be from like January, the start and the cutoff might be like, June, and you have that whole period to hit that time. Once you hit the time, they take those specific groups of people, and then it's every round you keep qualifying throughout until you hit the world championships, until you hit the Olympics. Okay, that's really cool. I had no idea. All right, so what were you ranked in the world? Do you remember? Just this year, I finished seventh. Seventh? Wow. Okay, impressive. So I got to ask, are you a Seahawks fan? Oh, of course. (laughs) Okay, so I got a couple Seahawks questions. Jamal Adams, you like that trade? Love it. Do you think you're, what do you think he's going to do for the defense? Do you think it's going to be like 2013 or is this just a whole different defense? I think it's a whole different defense. I'm not a person who really compares one greatness to another. Just like my last year's season was great, but this season was a different type of great. I didn't want to be in comparison. And so the 2013 defense, they went down in history alone to me. The greatest defense I've seen with my own eyes and people who are older than me, you know, they've argued the Ravens defense or the Bears defense, depending on how old the person is. And that's okay, though, but I know what that 2013 defense looked like, and there was never a time I ever was fearful to even see the ball in the air. I didn't care if we played Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, whoever threw the ball, I was so confident. Like, our defense was more 
excitement for me. Like the offense, I was kind of like, are we going to score? But the defense, I was like, we're going to get the ball back. And I think that we're going to have the same similar type of tools like Bobby Wagner in his prime. If we get Clowney that back, that will be great. Reed, we got Bruce Irvin back, another veteran who was on that old team. Bobby Wagner still, like I said, a veteran on the team. We signed the dude from Texas Tech the linebacker we we have KJ Wright still Jamal Adams Griffin I mean we have all the necessary tools but that 2013 was just one of a kind I don't think you're gonna you have to respect teams like that when you see them because that you may not see teams like that again so when you see greatness in sports I have an eye for it and sometimes you have to realize like you're not gonna see another Usain Bolt or you're not gonna see another 73 and nine Warriors team like the way they were. You're not going to see another 2013 Seahawks team who was running through everybody like that. So I think this year's team is going to have the great potential to even win the Super Bowl. I just think 2013 was in its own category. I appreciate you bringing up the Warriors because I'm from San Francisco, so that hurt a little deeper. Stung a little bit. Appreciate that. Thank you. (laughs) So then my last Seahawks question is, do you think, because there's been an overwhelming support for Russell Wilson to get the ball more and treat every quarter like the fourth quarter, do you think that's smart or should we stick with Pete Carroll's tried and true strategy of just focusing on running the ball and then allowing Wilson to play well, but him not necessarily being the main, main focus of the offense? I personally like the strategy they got going on. Any program in any system you look at, there's always going to feel like you can fix, of course. It could even be, you could have looked at the 16-0 and Patriots and been like, oh, but if they would have did this different. So no, you're never not, you're never going to be satisfied. You're always going to have something to critique about someone. I personally always get in this debate with my dad all the time because he's, a stickler on that. He says it all the time. Like if Russell Wilson comes up the gate playing like that, then da da da, then we can win every game. But I'm like, you're potentially going to take him out of his element because he's still breaking records, still arguably, depending on who you argue with, one of the best, if not the best quarterback in the NFL. He is the most win- winningest quarterback since he stepped in the lead. So I'm like, there's not too much he needs to fix. So you're trying to make that one minor adjustment, telling him he should come out the game harder could mess up the whole trajectory of our team I personally like the system that him and Pete got going on and everything because it's made our franchise respectful I mean I remember there was a time when the Seahawks just was a team of non-excitement and if we made it far I mean before he came the biggest excitement we had was Beast Quake the first one he had that was it and then after that it was Russell Wilson's era and then before that it was the Seahawks Super Bowl that we got cheated in 2005 I feel like the last eight seasons has been the most exciting the Seahawks have had, so I wouldn't change any. I, I agree with you. I'm all for keeping the way Pete is doing. All right, I got a speed round. Just five rapid-fire questions. Mm-hmm. Ferdinand's ice cream or Cougar Gold? Ferdinand's. What's your flavor? I'm pretty. Uh, I'm a pretty basic guy. I just sometimes I go in just to get the strawberry banana milkshake. It just depends. Sounds good to me. What would be a more meaningful win for you? Mariners World Series or Hawks Super Bowl? Hawks Super Bowl. Hawks Super Bowl. Okay. Madden or 2K? 2K. 2K. Okay, who do you play with? Who's your guy or team? The Spurs. DeMar DeRozan, DeJounte Murray. The Spurs. I have not heard that one. Okay. I go Pacers. I'm a big Brogdon fan, but that's me. MJ or LeBron? Michael Jordan. Kobe, if uh, I could say who I really want. (laughs) Sure, Kobe. We'll go with Kobe. Fair enough. Better food in Pullman or Moscow? Moscow. Moscow, yeah. It's sad but true. All right, those are all my questions. Thanks for coming on. No problem. Do you want to plug your social media at all? Or? Yeah, I mean, follow me on Instagram, KingRay206, Twitter, KingRayRay206, and add me on Snapchat, LakesKing22. 
I forgot to, this is a one quick question I wanted to ask you. I never got to, you went viral on SportsCenter for posting a video of you jumping over a lot of hurdles, including a 55 inch one. Take me through that day quickly. How'd you find out about it and how has it impacted your life at all? The actual day the video was recorded at the SportsCenter moment. The SportsCenter moment. I was sitting on the couch with my nephew and I had checked my Instagram randomly and I seen SportsCenter was in my DMs and I was like, huh? And so I read it. No, no, no. I messed that all up. I went to check my DMs and I seen a friend, one of my teammates had sent me a screenshot from SportsCenter DMing her. And she was like, they want to use your video. Oh my God, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, whoa, yeah, can you like give them my tag name? Like definitely that's SportsCenter. So she gave it to them and they operate fast. I mean, no sooner than I backed out of her DMs, I had got the DM from them. And they had asked if they could use permission and courtesy to use their video on all platforms. And I was like, yes. Like, of course, do it. Yeah, you're a sports center. I'm like, well, who's going to say no to that? And so once they agreed to all the terms and policies with me, then shortly after, I was just waiting the whole time. I just remember because I've always said all my life that the minute I make Sports Center was the moment I knew I had made it really in the sports world because for an athlete, that's like being a singer and making MTV jams. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I, I would say years ago in junior college, the day I make Sports Center, I'm going to play Celebrity Overnight by Twista. And as soon as they posted it, I just played the song all day. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. My nephew's like, what? I was like, Uncle made Sports Center and everybody in my celebrating. I was like, this is crazy. Like my life has literally begun at this point. Like making sports center anything after this is literally gonna be a blessing. But this is this is the top right here. And so I was just on the cloud that whole week. I mean my social media was buzzing. A lot of people were messaging me, liking, comment, sharing it. It was an experience that literally it's a top one in my life. I can never relive that moment. Dude, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. That's so cool. No problem. All right, those are all my questions. Thanks for coming on, man. This was awesome. No problem. Thank you.